0: Thanks for joining us for today's message. We encourage you to email us and let us know what God is currently doing in your life. Or if you'd like to support the ministry financially, you can do so here on our website. Right now, you're about to listen to a message from our current series. Thanks for tuning in today. Well, open your Bibles, if you would, to Acts, the first chapter. We have been doing a series, and I'll get there in my Bible. I'm going to be doing some scripture reading today. And Acts, the first chapter, doing this series on the uh, the person, the power, and the purpose of the Holy Spirit. I just started uh, a, a few weeks ago, two weeks ago. This is our third session. You can go online and listen to them. But if there's ever a time in the history of the church that we learn who the Holy Spirit is, is and how important he is in our life, and that uh, we found out in the couple, last couple of weeks is that he really is, he is a person. The Holy Spirit's not a cloud, you know, some vapor, some mist. He is a, the third person of the Godhead. And like Jesus, who is the second person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit we see in Genesis 1 was right there in the beginning of creation. Not only was he involved in creation, he was also more importantly involved in, man's, uh, uh, um, in God's plan of redemption for man. In a, which started in Genesis 3.15 when God spoke to the serpent and said, the seed of the woman is going to crush your head. I love that translation. That's the translation in the Living Bible. The seed of the woman is going to crush your head. The word head means your position of power, your position of power. Satan had power over man until Jesus destroyed that power over man. Hallelujah. I love this. Amen. I love this story. I love this story in, in the book of Acts, the... Um, no, let me stop, let me stop, let me think where it's, it's not an ax, well, I don't know why I said that, I mean ax, but in the book of um, uh, Mark, um, the 10th chapter, uh, there was a man that was demon-possessed, and um, in fact, he had elite, doesn't matter if he one demon or a thousand demons, but he was demon-possessed, and, and some translations say they, they think it's 2,000, legions two thousand, 2,000, uh, because the, they went into 2,000 hogs, but not actually a legionist was like 6,800, and so it doesn't matter, he was demon-possessed, <laughs> amen. I don't think you've ever met someone with 6,800 demons in him, but uh, he was demon-possessed, and, and he was tormented night and day. He'd, rat, he'd run naked, they couldn't keep him clothed, they couldn't keep him chained, he'd bust the chains, that's how strong he was, and... Um, But praise God, what was so beautiful about when Jesus came on the scene. Listen, the demons could control his body, but they couldn't control his will. Because even the Bible says, when he saw Jesus, he ran to him and bowed down and worshipped him. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, the devil can't stop anybody from getting saved. Let's give God praise for that. Amen. Not anybody. Hallelujah. I just love that story. Amen. Anyway, back to the Holy Spirit. Every miracle throughout the Old Testament that's recorded in um, um was the result of the Holy Spirit's ministry, God blessing His people for the love and de- devotion to Him. And of course, as we move into the New Testament, we see His footprint from the very beginning of Matthew's gospel all the way into John's book of Revelation, the Holy Spirit's ministry and presence. Now, here in Acts, the first chapter, Dr. Luke, Luke who wrote the book of Acts, was a physician. So, God is not against physicians. One of his best friends was a physician. Amen. And so uh, he um, was writing a letter to his friend Theophilus. I had a tough time this morning saying that. I must have not been awake. And Randy said, just call him Theo. I thought, thank God he delivered me. (laughs) Theophilus was a, was a friend of Luke's. And the Bible, the history really doesn't tell us who he was, uh, but the, the, some writers say that he was a Roman uh, leader that got saved under Luke's ministry. And so he was his real good friend. So he's writing and updating um, Theophilus on um, what was happening around the death and resurrection of Christ. So we're going to read Acts 1, verse 1 through 5. This is the Living Bible Translation. Now, dear friend who loves God, in my first letter, I told you about Jesus's life and teachings. Now, that's very interesting. My first letter, that popped out at me. Uh, so, obviously, Luke had written to Theophilus earlier uh, and didn't get to you know, fill him in on everything that was going on. And that specific letter wasn't chosen to be canonized or one of the 66 books, but it was still out there. So, he's reminding him of his first letter. And he says, I told you about Jesus' life and teachings and how he returned to heaven after giving, after giving his chosen apostles further instructions, watch this, uh, from, and I love that, from the Holy Spirit. And I added this because it's true. It was further instructions from the Holy Spirit, listen, about the Holy Spirit. So let's read. During the 40 days after his crucifixion, remember, when Jesus rose from the dead, he he stayed for 40 days longer uh, to to, uh, continue to instruct his disciples uh, about uh, his plans and purposes in and through their lives, okay? And so, He appeared to the apostles from time to time actually alive and proved to them in many ways that it was really he himself they were seeing. And on these occasions, he talked to them about the kingdom or the eternal things of God. In one of these meetings, he told them not to leave Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit came upon them in fulfillment or to fulfill what the Father promised, a matter that he had previously, Jesus had previously discussed with the disciples, where? In John 14, 15, and 16, amen. It is amazing, again, I said this earlier in my teaching that uh, that mo- uh, many Christians, uh, many Christians only know the Holy Ghost uh, through what they sing, the doxology in a church service, uh, the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And they don't realize that he is in the earth. In fact, out of the Trinity, he's the only one in the earth that convicts the sinner uh, and instructs the saint. I said he convicts the sinner and instructs the saint or convicts the saint as well. His ministry is, is, is many things which we will learn as we go on. So John baptized you with water. He reminded them, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit in just a few days. Jesus knew that the disciples, the only way they were going to fulfill the divine plans and purposes of God was, was through a divine equipping, an empowerment, an empowerment from above. And though they were all familiar with water baptism, they were not familiar with the Holy Spirit's baptism, okay, which is two different things. All right. Now, the word baptize, uh, baptize in the Greek is the word baptizo, and it really means to bury or to holy cover. That's why behind you, this door, we have a baptismal tank. Jesus didn't get baptized as he was 30 years old. I know a lot of people are taught about baby baptism, but again, not to offend anybody, that, that, but there's not one verse in the Bible that supports that practice. Uh, therefore, it is a tradition of man, not a tradition of God. But, uh, but they do, baptism, it means to bury. It, it, what, is, it's, it's, what you are doing is you are rehearsing the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. You go down under the water, you're buried, but you're raised up a, a new life uh, in Christ. Amen. That's why we do that. All right. And so, they, uh, so it means to bury. And when I read that, uh, or to holy cover, I was reminded of Adam. In the garden before Adam transgressed, he was he was not only filled with the Holy Spirit on the inside, he was wholly covered with the Holy Spirit on the outside. Amen. And, and when they transgressed, when they transgressed, and the Word of God, the Spirit of God not only left... Uh, their inward dwelling, he left their outward dwelling, and that's where they, they, they were exposed again. Their, their transgression was exposed, and they ran to hide themselves from, from the, the embarrassment of their transgression. Amen. So, it's important to be clothed with God's glory. If you agree, say amen. Let's go on. And another time when he appeared to them, they asked him, Lord, are you going to free Israel from Rome? And now and restore us as an independent nation. The father sets those dates, he replied, and they are not for you to know. But when the Holy Spirit, of course, we'll read in Acts 2, it did happen. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you will receive power. That's the word dunamis. It's where we get the English word dynamite. You shall receive explosive, supernatural, miraculous power amen, to testify or bear record about me with great effect to the people in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth about my death and resurrection. Let me tell you something. If the church would just stay in love and unity, we could change the world within just a few months. Amen. See, the, the, the world, the world doesn't, I, I think the world is prepared to receive Christ but the world has a, uh, has a um, struggle with seeing Christ in Christ's body. Amen. Amen. Look at someone and say, I think he's talking about me. <laughs> now, amen. If we, were a, if we were a body, you know, we have like 260 churches in Sioux Falls, one starting every month, and many of them starting out of division. And um, that, thank God we... Started Faith Family Church out of a vision, not out of division. Amen. Amen. We came here with a wife and three, my wife was, uh, and and three kids. Uh, The youngest was six months old. Starting a church with one family. And uh, definitely had a vision in our hearts. And with vision came provision. I said with vision came provision. Amen. Amen. And God has been faithful. But we started this church out of a vision, not out of division. And thousands of lives have been touched and changed uh, in, in all the years that we've been here. And we're grateful for that. I said, we're grateful for that. Hallelujah. And, but can you imagine what we get done if just the whole church? I'm talking about universal or even nationwide. We're just all unified, just preaching Christ. Hallelujah. Uh, God would change this world in no time. If you agree, say amen. So the Bible says that uh, God gave us the Spirit so that we could bear record of his presence with great effect. Even Jesus, even Jesus himself acknowledged that he could not fulfill his ministry that God had called him to without this divine empowerment. In Luke, the third chapter, it says, when all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. What do you mean? He was water baptized by John, okay, in the River Jordan. And, and the Bible says, and he was praying And as he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. So right here, we can see there were two baptisms, John's baptism in water and God's baptism in the Holy Spirit. Jesus needed to be divinely equipped to fulfill the will of God. Hallelujah. But it was interesting, the Bible says, as he was praying, I thought that was interesting. He's down in the water. He comes up out of the water and he's praying. And I believe he was praying to the Father, saying, God, give me all the divine equipping I need to fulfill your uh, will in the earth. You have to remember this. Uh, in fact, Philippians, the second chapter, confirms this, that God, Jesus, set aside, he set aside his, um, uh, uh, his uh, what, what, what is that word? N- not deity. Y- y- you don't set aside. He, d- he set aside the... Um, well, okay, I'm stuck there. Second, go to Philippians. If you want your, your Bible. I'll just read a little bit. of Because I, I have people watching online. I don't want you to think I don't know the scriptures. I'm not sure where Philippians is, but otherwise I'm fine. <laughs> I'm lost too. Yeah, thank you. thank you. Praise God. We're all in the same club. Hallelujah. It goes... Let this, um, Philippians 2, verse 5. Let this mind, let this mind, verse 5, be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself, this, there's a problem with the church today. They always think they have to protect their reputation. Once you lose your reputation for Jesus and support his, amen. can I have an amen? amen. And uh, uh, he goes, um, uh, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found fashioned as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient under the death, even the death of the cross. That's why God highly exalted him. Do you hear that? That's why God, do you know that no man is, no flesh is going to glory when it comes to God and what he wants to do in the earth? I said this in the first service, and, I, and I'll just say it now, it fits right here, that um, we have sometimes a problem, uh, as, and it's a big problem, and it's that we're always following a personality. We're always obsessed with someone's personality or the gift that's on them. Uh, you should never pursue the personality of the, of the man, but just simply pursue the anointing upon his life and I'm all surprised that people think they have to go somewhere else to find the anointing. The anointing is right here and his name is the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Amen. And yes, yes, some people are more charismatic than others. Some people have the gift to gab. They can speak, uh, you know, speak with eloquence so that you're drawn into that. But don't be pursuing uh, the outward uh, giftings of a man. Uh, Just praise God that you can know the Holy Ghost that's in them and have that same anointing in your life. Why don't you give God a good shout of praise for that if you believe it. Amen. It's true. So... Stepping into the ministry of reconciliation without the baptism in the Holy Ghost will be like receiving orders to the front lines of warfare without ammunition. And we, whether you realize it or not, we're in a time of warfare. I mean, lots going on. And there's warfare in every family. There's warfare in every community. There's warfare in the nations. Now, again, you know, I'm almost 71 years old, and I have never seen so much warfare worldwide than there is today. Amen? And uh, even Jesus said, don't let your hearts be troubled, but be led by the Spirit, because God is going to empower us for these end times. God wants to empower you for these end times. Can I have an amen? He does. So the Bible says, as he was praying, Jesus was simply petitioning God and asking him for the divine equipping necessary to fulfill his will. Now, let's go back. To, now, let's go to Luke four one. The Bible says, And Jesus, being full of the Holy Spirit, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being 40 days tempted of the devil. Amen. So for 40 days, Jesus was there was a specific reason he was there for 40 days because he, at that time, was, remember, he fasted for 40 days. Uh, that's a long fast. And you know the story, when he, when he ended his fast, he was hungry and Satan came. Satan came and tempted him in three arenas. I want you to write this down if you don't know it. He was tempted with, uh, uh, with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. That word lust is an interesting word. Uh, you know, some, uh, uh, it, it means to a longing for that which is forbidden. It means a longing for that which is forbidden. So there are things that are forbidden. Amen. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife thy neighbor's goods. There's there's things that are forbidden for the believer. Now, you could call it law. If you call it law, I call that stupidity. Uh, So there there are boundaries of your life that God gave you so that you would be safe. See, God knows the dangers in our lives. And I tell you, if we don't learn how to be led by the Spirit, we're going to find ourselves at the wrong place at the wrong time. It, where God never intended us to be. Can I have an amen? amen. And um, I wanted to share this. I mean, got so many things to talk about the Holy Ghost and have time. But I'm telling you right now, if you will learn to train yourself to listen to this inward witness of the Holy Ghost, I'm serious. You will never find yourself at the wrong place at the wrong time. You never will. Because the Bible says He would show you things to come. We experience more unnecessary pain in our lives because we have not known and understood the beautiful presence and, uh, and intimacy or the personal interaction the Holy Ghost wants in our lives. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Listen, he already knows all about your life. He knows everything about you. He knows your struggles. He knows your pains. He knows your highs. He knows your lows. But he's there to support you, praise God, and get you through whatever you got to get through so that you, got to, so that you have a good testimony of how good and faithful God is. Amen. Amen. Come on. Give God a good shout of praise. That's true. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to in fact, I'm just going to share this uh, turn if you would to um, uh, I want to share this thing. Well, let me read this verse in Acts, first chapter. So let's look at this wonderful this this spiritual endowment that the disciples received. Uh, in Acts, the first chapter, we'll just read a little bit of this, and I'm going to close with a story in the Old Testament, if you don't mind. In Acts, the second chapter, and when the day of Pentecost, so you got Acts 2 one up there. Uh, nobody's up there? Oh, there you go. Thank you. Got all those screens up there. I can't see who's up there. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Now, again, the word Pentecost means 50. So he was simply saying, on the 50th day, what what does that mean? Well, Jesus, when he rose from the dead, he spent 40 days with the disciples, interacting with them, instructing them, and then he ascended to heaven. And then for an additional 10 days, the disciples disciples were in an upper room praying for this thing called the Holy Ghost, okay? So on that 50th day, the day of Pentecost... What does that mean, significantly mean to the, Israel, to the Jewish people? Well, 50 days after they left Egypt, Egypt was a type of the world, Pharaoh was a type of Satan, and uh, they went through the Red Sea, which was a type of baptism, and on the Mount Sinai, Mount Sinai, the 50th day, Moses goes up and... Uh, and uh, Moses goes up 10 days after they leave, and I won't confuse you, 10-day journey into the wilderness. He goes up to Mount Sinai on top, spends 40 days up there. When he comes down on the 50th day, he has brought to them the tablets of stone called the Ten Commandments. Isn't that cool? So on the 50th day, they received the word of God. And on the 50th day in the book of Acts, they received the spirit of God. <laughs> is that good? I just, ooh, you're so cool. I just think that's so awesome. Why? Because you can't get divine interpretation of the word of God without the spirit of God. Amen. 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 And uh, so God, I mean, like Billy said, he's, he's very timely. Uh, the Holy Ghost is. Praise God. And um, so let's go on. Uh, They were in one accord, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It didn't say it was a mighty wind. It was as of. The sound. You know, just a sound. (laughs) I don't know if that was a sound of a mighty rushing wind. but And uh, if (laughs) you try this, this ain't easy up here. (laughs) I always laugh at Angie when she's leading music. I can always say, I've known her, you know. Yeah, I guess we did raise you, didn't we? But uh, she's up there with a smile on her face going, oh, Jesus, I'm waiting for this to get over with. Uh, that's that because she looks up. I said, I would love to get a great big mirror up here and let you guys watch you worship praise God. Okay. It, it's... It, and I was trying to clap this morning. I had surgery on my finger. I got six stitches in my finger. And, and it's, it's so painful clapping. And, and so I couldn't clap this morning like I wanted to. And, but she, you were trying. Bless your heart. Hallelujah. Let's do this. Everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Isn't that? Yeah. <laughs> She's going like this. It's very easy. It's so simple. <laughs> Okay, let's go on. <laughs> and the Bible says, there appeared unto them cloven tongues, uh, and it sat upon each of them. Uh, a cloven tongue is like as a fire, and it sat upon them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now watch this. There were dwelling at Jerusalem, Jews, devout men, out of every nation under heaven. And now when this was... Uh, uh, noised abroad, the multitude came together and were confounded because they heard that every man heard them, these Galileans speak in his own language. So there he goes on and gives a list, the Parthians, the Medes, the Elmielites, the Mesopotamia, the Judias, uh, Judias, uh, Cappadocia, Pontius, all these different countries. All these Jews were coming in from all different countries with all different dialects, and yet they heard these Galatians speaking in their tongues. Uh, the wonderful works of God—I mean, it was a super—and they were pre- you know what they were speaking? Jesus died, but he rose from the dead, and he's here, praise God, to set you free. I mean, I mean, it was glorious. And it was so glorious that. But my point in bringing that this story up is that Peter, when they then they said, "Well, they're drunk." They're, they're drunk on, on new wine. And, and Peter started to say, no, it's only the ninth hour of the day. It's only noon. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. That, the last days began in the book of Acts. If that were the last days, surely we're living in the last of the last days. I don't care what anybody says. We're living in the last of the last days of this dispensation. How much more do we need the Holy Ghost in the last of the last days? Can I have an Amen. amen. My point in bringing this up is that Peter, the guy who just denied Christ 50 days earlier, is now God chose, praise God, to be the spokesman uh, regarding the death and resurrection of Christ. And the power that came out of Peter brought conviction to uh, 3,000 souls, 3,000 Jews converted to Christ uh, under the anointing of Peter's life. Is that awesome or what? So I just wanted to show you how powerful the Holy Ghost is. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Now I'll go back, and we've we'll, we got to wind this up, I promise, but just go back to 1 Kings 19, and we'll just read a little bit of there uh, a story that will inspire you. 1 Kings, say hallelujah. hallelujah. Now, oh, I don't want to get too far into this story, but I'll just let you know here that Elijah, the prophet Elijah... You've heard the story how he called down fire from heaven and consumed a, a huge altar that he had built. Why? Because the prophets of Baal were there. And uh, uh, he said, let it be known the God who answers by fire. Let him be God. And, of course, I mean, so he, he makes this great big altar. And, of course, the prophets of Baal, they cut themselves. They're screaming and they're moaning. They're crying and begging and hollering for their gods to uh, come down with by fire, and of course, nothing happens. And of course, God comes down, uh, responds with fire, and licks up I mean, the entire altar, rocks, and everything. Just, I mean, just it was all consumed. Can you imagine watching that? And of course, the Bible says that in the fifth effect, you look in chapter 18, it says, uh, um, maybe it's 19, let me look here. It's, it says that, uh, oh, yeah, verse 39. Uh, Verse 38, then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice, the wood and the stones and the dust licked up the water that was in the trench. When all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, the Lord, he is God. He is the Lord. He is the God. What was interesting about this story is that, I'm going to make a point here real quick, is that I don't believe at all that it was the will of God for what Elijah did next. Elijah, instead of leading these people to Jehovah, he orders that every one of these prophets uh, be murdered. And so every one of them were killed. And what was interesting about, why do I think that at that moment he lost the favor of God? Because the fact that this was his last mission before he was caught up to heaven. Now, of course, God honored his ministry because uh, anybody who uh, comes, any, any, any uh, time you get a chariot coming down to pick you up, take you to heaven. <laughs> That's first class. He, he didn't have to call Uber. I mean, he, he, God had provided the, the, the way. But what was interesting here is let's read what happens next. And so he took, oh, and Ahab, chapter 19, verse 1, told Je- Jezebel all that Elijah had done with all how he had slain all the prophets with the sword, then Jezebel sent a messenger unto Elijah saying, go let the gods do to me, and more also, if I make not thy life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. I'm coming after you, and I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna do to you exactly what you did to my prophets. And so, I mean, Elijah, he gets up, and he runs for his life. He's no longer being motivated by faith. He's being motivated by fear. What was interesting is that he gets a visitation from an angel and, uh, and the angel gives him food uh, which lasted him uh, uh, for his 40-day uh, journey to, to where God told him to go. But my point, I want, what I wanted to show you was verse 11. Can you go to, thank you. And he said, the angel said to him, go forth and stand up upon the mountain before the Lord and behold, the Lord passed by. Now watch this. The Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains, and broke in pieces the rocks before the... How many agree that that'd have to be a pretty powerful wind? I mean, that's beyond natural. That's, that's supernatural. And the Bible says, but the Lord was not in the wind. After that, the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake, and after the earthquake, a fire... But the Lord was not in the fire, and after the fire, a still small voice. One of the things that troubles me today is that we all get so, get so moved. We get so moved by all that's going on around us. And there's so much going on, but we have to keep our focus on our Savior. Amen. Can I have an amen? amen? Come on, everybody, agree with me. We have to. Okay, now listen to this. Today we've got something uh, we have this wonderful technology called earpods. Is that what they're called? We stick in our ears, and to, everywhere I go today, everybody's got their earpods in. It, my point in bringing that up is that all the things that were going on, the massive display of earthly power, all God wasn't in any of it, but He was in a still small voice. Amen. And, of course, if you read on, he gives Elijah direction. And what happened is, as you read on, uh, Elijah hands his mantle to Elisha. And Elisha takes over the ministry of Elijah. Amen. But my point in bringing that up is he couldn't hear from God because of all the distraction that he allowed into his life. A still, small voice. So, today, we got so much noise in our lives that if God wanted, and I believe with all my heart, God is speaking. God wants to talk to us. He's speaking constantly, but nobody's listening. Amen. And I'm, I'm, I'm serious about that. You, even you guys are at work, you know, I don't know if you were eapods, you, paused, you know, when you are working and stuff, maybe they allow you to. But I tell you right now, if you do anything, put worship on. Put something on so that you can get the attention. You can, you can practice the voice of God so that you can know when he speaks because there's so much so much going on, so many things going on, not only in the natural, but in the spirit realm, that you're going to have to learn how to hear what the spirit is saying. Isn't that interesting? The seven letters that Paul wrote, that John wrote in the book of Revelation, every at the end of every letter, he that hath ears, let him hear what the spirit is saying. So the Holy Spirit is speaking often. We, he, just, he just has a problem with getting people to pay attention. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Musicians, you can come. A still, small voice. Praise God, it's still a voice. I said it's still a voice. And you know, it's not an issue of, a still, small voice doesn't mean, oh, I can't, I, what? I, I, I can't, I can't, no, I can't hear. No, no, no. The still, small voices that God wants you to let go of all the distractions around you so, so that he can speak to you. So he can give you direction for your life. Amen. Years ago, I mean, I, I want I, I'm going to pray for you because I know I know that uh, some of you are in desperate need of hearing from God. Years ago, there I was in a crossroads of making a, a a decision. It was in business, and I, I mean, oh, man, it, it was a it was a situation where I'm I, I'm either going to be victorious or I'm going to completely fail if I don't hear God speak. So we got together Friday night, a few of us, I was just young, I was 25 years old, got together and we prayed and, and, and sought the heart of God. I went to bed that night, just, you know, of course, I don't know, I didn't know then the things I know now, you know, but I'm crying out to God for direction. I'm telling you right now, next morning I woke up and I had direction. I don't know how I got, I got it during, I was sleeping when I got it. God gave me direction. I'm telling you, right, it set us on course to have a very successful business because I listened to what the Spirit was saying. Amen. 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 Why don't you bow your heads for a moment and let me pray for you today. Just want to tell you that God loves you, cares about every aspect of your life. Every aspect. What you're facing right now, it could be a physical challenge, a, 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 a relational challenge, a financial challenge, whatever it is. I'm telling you right now, God wants to give you direction. He wants to make it clear. But you're going to have to be willing just to take time to shut everything out. And don't set a timetable because you're not going to win in that situation. You're not going to win in that situation. you got to let God be the God of that situation. Lift your hand if I'm talking to anybody out there today. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Let's all stand. I want to... Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd love for you to join us for our Sunday morning services at 8.30 and 10.30. We also have a midweek service on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.